Hi. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, and welcome to Look Good for the Boys, a horror gossip podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Andy. I almost said I'm Philip. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. It was in my head when you and then you said I'm Philip and I was like, oh shit, that's not my line. You're right. Do you wanna be me? Sometimes. Are you gonna single white female me? I mean, I'll single white something, you. <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, it's even more threatening. It's really not, it's not real. I don't want to single white female you so much as I want to under the skin you. You want me to walk into a pool and dissolve? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> into your, well, I, I don't, I, <laughs> what I don't even know. is that? Yeah. Right? What even is that? Where are they? Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> it's so good. But what the fuck? Seriously. <laughs> Uh, maybe The Thing. Maybe I'll The Thing you. Okay, yeah. Actually, I think I would most like to The Fly you. You we would go like into to combine the same, our DNA. Yeah, we go into the same pod, and then we come out the other pod as as Johnson Cell. <laughs> uh, why wouldn't it be Cell Johnson? Because Brundle Fly Johnson Cell, just syllabically, it, okay. it syncs up. It's like a good... It doesn't rhyme necessarily, but but it there's a little bit of resemblance. I'm Andy. Listener, you can rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it, I would imagine. And that's just information for you. I'm just saying you're able to, if you want. I don't want to influence your decision one way or the other. But I, the, I do. Well, okay. That's yeah. your battle. I don't want to just influence. I want to force. Mm, are we going to have to have a conversation? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I need boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. So I have this question that's mm-hmm. been nagging at my mind. I woke up the other day and like my first thought in the morning, I have no idea where this came from. Maybe it was a dream I had, but I really wanted to know what does the thing taste like? Like if you eat it? Yeah. Or or do you mean like once it takes possession of you, is there a taste in your mouth? No, like if you eat it. Because you kill the thing by burning it, so you cook it. Well, right? I think it tastes like whatever it takes the form of but see i don't think so because it mutates that form well i mean it probably adds its own little flavor but i would say it's still probably trying to mask the taste of the other well i don't know how sophisticated this life form is i mean it seems pretty sophisticated yeah not sophisticated enough to get out of the fucking ice for a million years but (laughs) i mean can you really blame it it crashed in the wrong part of our planet you don't have a backup generator and some some heating systems i mean yeah that is failed technology look my my advice to any interstellar civilizations is to work on hot and cold before you try to crack faster than light travel that's all you know you get hot and cold solved Faster than light travel will probably, you know, be a little easier for you. I mean, maybe it came from a planet where it wasn't aware of polar ice caps. You just got to have an imagination, though. You just got to think about these things. That's true. Before you go poking around in other galaxies. Anyway, back to my question. Yep. 
I just, I feel like it has got to have a distinct flavor because it's able to like grow itself out and it becomes all of these different things, like mutations, like gross, vast mutations on its original theme. Yeah, this is cosmic horror, so I imagine that the taste is going to drive us insane. You think? I think if you take a bite of it, it will taste unlike anything we've ever tasted. We might not have the ability to taste it, honestly. You know, it's like one of those things where like dogs smell more sophisticatedly than we do anything essentially mm-hmm. or like you know there's we only have a certain number of cones in our eyes so there's only a certain amount of colors we can perceive i think it's one of those things like you take a bite of the thing it's gonna be like it tastes like chicken but also is it that planet's chicken do they know what chicken is does the word chicken even really mean chicken mm-hmm. does the flavor of chicken mean anything to us and then you go insane yeah you yeah. hit this like uncanny valley yeah of meat yeah and you go mad and uh, and you start gibbering. Flip side, the nice thing about the th- eating the thing is that it's proven itself to be able to make itself bigger and bigger and bigger from the base core of just like one human, right? Yeah. So it's conceivable that if you were to harness the thing's energy, you would have infinite meat. Yeah. You could solve world hunger. Yeah. If you could eat the thing and not go crazy. What does it say about me that I've never thought about eating the thing? But I have thought about fucking the thing. <laughs> I, Which of us is worse here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more problematic? Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is actually a really good psychological question to ask people. When it comes to alien invaders, what do you think of first? Eating them or fucking them? Yeah, and sp- I mean, and I think that changes from alien invader to alien invader. Like, E.T., you're eating him. <laughs> Wait, I'm really? not, I've never, I, the idea of fucking E.T. seems so very wrong to me. But like, e. it's tantamount to a sex crime in my mind. Yeah, but also, I can't imagine E.T. would taste good. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I've heard that, like, eating grubs I was gonna say good, I, and I, that's what I feel I like E.T. would taste like. I bet he tastes like, like grub protein. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think tastes better? <laughs> King Kong or Godzilla? <sighs> Gosh, again, this is one of those things where... The idea of eating either one of them just seems wrong. I'll tell you this. I have eaten alligator, and I just can't eat King Kong. I don't think I could eat a monkey. You yeah, know what I mean? Really? Like, Yeah, that just seems... It's too it's close like, to It's human. too close to cannibalism to me to eat a okay. monkey. I don't think Wait, I could do it. Wait, you wouldn't eat human? <laughs> Here's the thing. I would eat human before I would eat monkey. That's, I feel like you should unpack that. I don't, I feel <laughs> like I, I feel like that's a majority position. Really? I feel like most people... I don't know. It just, it just makes sense ethically to you me. Know, it's something honestly, I'm yeah, not because questioning. Humans deserve it. Yeah, we deserve exactly. To get exactly. Eaten. Like I've never, I don't think a monkey has ever, like, you know, monkeys rip people's faces off or whatever sometimes, but that's because, and I know there's some primatologist out there who is like, well, you mean chimpanzee and a chimpanzee is not a monkey. Is it an ape? I can never remember the distinction. I mean, who cares? They're all different things. It's all falls under the category of monkey to me. Yeah. Um, King Kong obviously is a gorilla not a monkey, mm-hmm. and I imagine those are different things. Or is gorilla type of monkey, or is it a type of ape? I don't know. Who cares? I know a primatologist, and I know that she would be able to educate me on the difference. My point is, uh-huh. a monkey has never committed a sin against man that man didn't deserve. I can think of a whole lot of humans that I... Is this fucked up? There are people I would eat without question. That's not fucked up at all. No? Okay. I mean, I'm not going to do it. Right. Because that's a crime, right? It's okay I, just, to think I imagine about that's it. a crime. I don't know. I was having this conversation the other day with a friend of mine 
where is it is it a crime if to a person's eat already people? dead like if you didn't kill them yeah this like, is gone. killing is a crime but like okay say i chop my arm off can i eat it it's my arm i feel like there have been trials about this like there was the <laughs> german right the german cannibal guy and i feel like there was not too long ago another cannibal uh thing <sighs> moving on yeah i have other questions for you. okay i want to put this question to our listeners though okay what do you think in terms of the thing are you more inclined to eat or fuck the thing from the John Carpenter's The Thing. Not, not, obviously James Arness from The Thing from Another World, you're fucking that guy. <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. It's a tall, that's a tall piece of man. It really is. Yum. In or out of The Thing makeup, you know? Mm-hmm. I prefer in. I mean, what's funny too is that if you ate The Thing from The Thing from Another World, you're, and you're a vegetarian, you are not breaking your vegetarianism because it is explicitly a vegetable life form mm-hmm. in that movie. Yep. So you could eat that guy and, and you're still a vegetarian. You could fuck him, you're still a vegetarian. I'm not sure how f- <laughs> fucking <laughs> a vegetable could potentially... I've never fucked a vegetable, so I don't know. <laughs> I've seen videos. Wow. Um, so. <laughs> I think, okay, I want our listeners to answer. I'm going to tweet this. Poll. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on our story. Do you, would you rather, do you, th- and maybe it's not a, a would, would you, you rather? rather. I don't think it's a would you rather because I don't think it's a thing you make a decision about. <laughs> I think it's a thing that you hear the question and your brain goes one way or the other. Which way do you involuntarily react to that question? Are you fucking the thing or are you eating the thing? <laughs> I am fucking the thing. Okay, okay. So then we have to keep this going, right? I, I feel like it's obvious. Predator. You're going to fuck the Predator. I don't know if I am. Really? You would rather eat the predator? Well, yeah, because he's a hunter. You know, there's like a whole... I imagine I imagine if you were to kill a predator in the predator culture, it might be considered an honor to be eaten by whatever kills you. But it would probably be considered a great disgrace to be fucked by whatever <laughs> kills you. Well, but like... And I imagine you have to kill the predator before you can fuck him. <laughs> I mean, that's in this necrophilia, scenario, though. that's a whole other thing. That's another sickness we don't want to address. Okay. We are focused on the predator being consented. I can't to this. believe I have to say this to myself. We are not talking about fucking a dead predator. No, that's gross. He's alive. Okay, so and he's into it, enthusiastically consenting. Yes. So you're eating the predator. I'm fucking the predator. What about a xenomorph? I'm not doing either. What you I have to? You have I to mean, obviously you other. eat because you eat bugs, right? You yeah. can eat, but you can eat grasshoppers and stuff, and those are bugs. I'm never fucking a bug. No, that's true. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I feel like HR guy. I was gonna say, gonna let me rewatch Naked Lunch, and then I'll get back to you about the whether or not I would fuck a bug. There's some bug fucking in Naked Lunch. Well, some bug yeah, fucking themes. There's there's a lot of about? things going on in Naked Lunch. Oh my god. So yeah, we're both we're eating, we're eating a xenomorph. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, it'd give you some crazy heartburn, though, with that, you know, make sure that acid blood's out. I mean, you can drain the blood before you eat it. Yeah, but does the blood infect the, like, the meat? Also, I don't think those things have a lot of meat on them. You'd probably only be able to eat their heads. You think? I mean, what's... Yeah. Uh, They're probably like lobsters in that there's, like, not a ton of meat. Yeah, so you just, like, crack them open yeah, and or suck crabs. out the... Yeah, you <laughs> crack open a xenomorph <laughs> leg and suck the meat out. I imagine most of the meat is in the head. Those are big heads they got. Okay, so then what monster or creature, alien, do you think tastes the best? Jesus. <laughs> the bugs in Starship Troopers. I bet, I bet oh, they I taste good. I bet those good. do yeah. taste good. Sometimes when they're like blowing holes in them and, and you see the kind of goo, I, 
it, yeah. I get a little hungry. Yeah, especially the big, uh, the big psychic wormy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yeah, for sure. Or um, Jeff Bridges from Starman. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, fucking, though. I'm fucking Starman. Yeah, 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 that's not an eat. No, you don't eat Starman. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, is this a new segment we're starting? Fuck eat, or eat. eat or fuck. Eat or fuck. <laughs> aliens. And I feel like you can only ethically do it with aliens. Like, if we start talking about fucking or eating Bigfoot, I'm again, I'm like, this, this, feels, this feels weird for some reason. What about vampires? Does that feel weird? Yeah, because that, that's basically like, would you or would you not eat a person? They're not people anymore. Okay, they're dead people, so you can't fuck them. I guess you have to eat them. Just drinking their blood, drinking their blood counts as eating. That's true, yeah. And then you become a vampire. If you eat vampire meat, do you become a vampire? That's a good question. Like, just cooking the meat of a vampire, like, get rid of the vampire curse. I don't know. Is eating a werewolf cannibalism? If you're a werewolf. I think if you're a person, it's just like it's eating fine. a dog. Yeah. yeah. Which I wouldn't do. I mean, it's half cannibalism, obviously, <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah. Okay. But it still feels, but for some reason, I'm more okay with the idea of eating a werewolf than I am with eating a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> what about tremors? Oh, I think I'm fucking them. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I. I mean, I. I don't think that tastes good. I can't imagine. I can't it imagine good. that ta- that one of those graboids tastes any good. No. The critters from Critters, however, I. I bet they're great. Yeah. <laughs> I bet those things taste great. They. They do look tasty. Yeah. 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 Actually, I'm with you there. I mean, you'd have to prepare them well for me to eat them. I'm not going to eat a Critters with the face still on it. You know. Right. I'm not going to eat a Crite with the face still on it. Popcorn Crites. <laughs> Deep fry those? Oh, man. I bet they taste like Rocky Mountain Oysters. You think? Which are good, by the way. You've had them. I've had Rocky Mountain Oysters, yeah. Wow. What do they taste like? Sort of like uh, kind of chewy beef. See, I always imagine them as like large lychee that's salty and filled with like goo. (laughs) Okay, well, they're not filled with goo. Yikes. (laughs) They de-sperm them before oh. you eat them, I well, think. I don't, what's you, the you point? don't eat them with semen in them, for crying out loud. I mean, maybe some people do. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> what's the point? Okay. What, anyway. what are we... <laughs> now that I think about it, though, so I'd have to imagine... Like, the thing operates on a cellular level, right? Yeah. So for the thing to be safe to eat, you would have to char it. So it would probably just taste like burnt ash. Yeah, I mean, you could drink the thing. Right, because when it when it, it's blood, it's still the thing in there. Mm-hmm. But you probably yeah, if you but then drink, you become it, but the then thing. you become the thing. Yeah, right. there's probably no safe way to ingest it. However, I bet you could fuck the thing without <laughs> turning into the thing. You know what I mean? You think if you wear a condom? Yeah. Well, God, yeah. yeah. Don't don't go into the thing unprotected. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not raw dogging the thing. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't raw dog any alien. No, you just have to, you just got to make a no teeth rule for it. Like, <laughs> first of all, the thing has to consent. I'm not talking about fucking the thing without it understanding what's happening. Right. But you just have to explain to it, oh, look, you don't bite my dick off like those guys' arms, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, would you trust the thing to do that, though? <sighs> I mean, maybe after three dates. Three dates. Yeah. Three dates with the thing and you'll trust it to not bite your dick off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it always took me three dates with anyone to get to the point where I trusted them to not bite my dick off. <laughs> oh, see, I don't even need a name. 
I mean, that's not true. Obviously, there are special exceptions of people right. that are like, it's immediately you're like, oh, yeah, I trust this person to not bite my dick off. I don't need two more dates for this. <laughs> we just met. Why not? You know? Uh-huh. But that's always the risk. The thing, though, three dates minimum. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Cool. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, I think we're done with this, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the end of that one. Well, welcome to our second part in our coverage of 2022. Oh, yeah. The year so nice, we had to cover it twice. Or we just forgot half the coverage. Well, yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> Look, we both had a lot going on we had when a we lot. recorded that episode. Yeah. We still have a lot going on. No, I don't have anything going on. Yeah, you do. What do I have going on? I don't know. See? Yeah. It's nothing. Okay. Okay. So we've already been through... Our fuck, Mary and kills of yeah. 2022 TV and movie. Yeah. But now we have a lot of awards to give out. Well, it's not really awards. It's just like my, you know, I mean, we have like, I guess a couple awards. Yeah. Awards. But the others are just like, this is my accolades. favorite of this thing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. If you want to call it that. I, I, I do. don't know That's why, why I being, called it that. I don't know why I'm being disagreeable. <laughs> anyway. I'm still, I'm looking at the list of movies and there's still so many that I haven't seen from yeah. last year that it's just like, God damn it. I will say that since we last recorded our Fuck, Marys, and Kills, uh, I have seen The Menu, and I have seen the Terror Train remake. Mm -hmm. Did you watch Terror Train 2 yet? I did. Did you? No, I haven't had had a moment to yet, but I did watch The Menu. Okay. So Terror Train 2 came out on New Year's Day, right? So that doesn't count. I can't remember if it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Now I have to fucking look. Now which one, like, it's either the last movie of 2022 or the first movie of 2023. December 31st. 2022. Yeah. So it's the last movie of 2022. Terror Train 2 is the last movie of 2022. So, okay, now three movies to attach list. The Menu, Terror Train, and Terror Train 2. Uh, That said... I have opinions on them. I actually liked all three. None of them would have made a fuck, marry, or kill list, though. So it would it doesn't yeah, change okay. what we already talked about. Yeah. And you would agree, right? At least with Terror Train and yeah, you'd seen it. Yeah, it made you. I'm gonna start that over. Yes, <laughs> yes, I agree with that. I think I want to like the menu more than I do. I do like it, mm-hmm. but there's there's a couple of things in it. Like I have some complaints. Okay, you know, and they're like filmmaking complaints. But it whatever. Yeah, nothing in it. It wouldn't make a fuck, marry, or kill. But I did really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. It was a fun ride. Yeah. Same with Terror Train. Yeah, and I think I did consider Terror Train for uh, my fuck. I think really last last episode, if I remember correctly. I know I liked it. Or you, no, I might have you, just given it a pa- a smash on Smasher. Yeah, pass you smashed what, it. Yeah, it wasn't on your fuck. No, list. yeah, you're right. It wasn't. Um, menu is menu's close. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's it's like just below the short list for fucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe on a second viewing, mm-hmm. I'll I'll be more invested in it or less invested in it. I do want to say, speaking of our last episode and things that were said, I feel like I was a little unfair to Barbarian. Because I did watch it again all the way through. A third time? No. So the second time I didn't finish rewatching it. Oh, okay. So this is like two and a half times now. Okay. And I will say it isn't just its surprises. Like it is more than that. Like a lot of it is great filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And it does have a lot thematically going on in it. Like I still think that I'm still not in love with the the ending you know like the the ending ending sure but like the the moments of the third act that lead up to the climax i'm still a little like i don't like how the unhoused guy gets killed mm-hmm. i don't like the weird 
dumb joke about it of like she's never been up in this motherfucker and then she bursts in it's just like it you know it feels a little bit like oh we kind of ran out of ideas for this part so let's just do this you know but i do think you know the reversal the inversion of the like horror movie mama's boy dynamic that we see in you know psycho and friday the 13th and yule log it's the horror movie daddy's girl thing now. Mm-hmm. And it it's just an interesting inversion. And the way that like she wants to be a mother is really interesting. It's great. And okay, I would consider marriage to Barbarian. Really? Yeah. But I do want to say, in addition, I'm opening up my marriage. I've decided I'm not just going to be married to Pearl. If they'll both agree to this and they'll both have me... I do want to marry Pearl and out their Halloween mega tape. Okay, okay. I want to be in a, a polycule with the two. I mean, I don't think out there Halloween mega tape would be in any other type of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think out there Halloween mega tape. I want to be nicer to out there Halloween mega tape and Barbarian. I'm not that I was mean. I do think I was a little mean to Barbarian. It's fine though. I mean, yeah, we both acknowledge it's a great movie. Yeah, it's great. So moving into our <laughs> categories. Yeah, sure. So let's start with fashion icons. Are there any new fashion icons from last year that you want to shout out? Okay, so I have a few. Okay, but I don't know who my favorite is. Although I have a few as well. Sean Ruddy is on the short list for me. Who? Sean Ruddy from Deadstream. Okay, really? The, yeah, As a well, I just icon? Yeah, there's something like it's that utilitarian fashion, it's that function as fashion yeah, thing. Yeah, and he is the, wearing everything he needs. He's wearing everything he needs. It's like sur- it's like home alone survivalist chic almost. It's but like there's like a data from the Goonies thing going on too. It's just like he's got the iPads and the fanny pack and the little tape recording, uh, the tape player playing the theme music, and all the cameras that he's got rigged up. It's just very, yeah, I love it. It's function as fashion. Okay, I love that. I love that choice. I obviously have to throw in uh, Sienna from Terrifier 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that costume is great. Yeah, that costume is great. It, do- it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No. At all. But it is great. It- it's a great final girl battle costume. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's even better when it is soaked in blood. Oh, yeah. Pearl, obviously. Of course, Pearl. Yeah. Everything she wears. I mean, it's half the movie she's in fucking overalls. overalls. And overalls are just... That's like your biggest turn on. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but... I have to say, speaking of overalls, I think my number one fashion icon of 2022 is an oldie who's come back leather-faced from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. He's got overalls already. I love overalls. But then the Alice Krieg face mask, Mm -hmm. it's like she's already a fashion icon. Right. You know? From the Borg Queen and Ghost Story and Hansel and Gretel, she's already an icon in her own right. What? I ask you, is more iconic than just wearing the face of an existing icon. Yeah, that's a really good point. And he even puts makeup on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's he treats le- it well. Leather face. I'm going to be giving a few shout outs to the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie here. And if you got a problem with it, I don't give a fuck. No, that's this is our show. I have now watched it four times. Wow, okay. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. Look, it's a movie with a lot of problems, but the hate that it received is totally is so out of weird. control. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. The kills are great. It's well paced. Sure, it does some stupid things. Show me the majority of 
sequels and tell me that they don't almost all do at least one stupid thing. Right. Also, it's just fast. It, it just moves quickly. It's over so quick. Yeah. yeah. And, and it has fun. Yeah. And Leatherface. Iconic. Mm-hmm. He's iconic in this movie. The sad Alice Krieger mask. I love it. That's my fashion icon for 2022. I love that. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to the Cenobites in the new Hellraiser. Yeah, I, I endorse that shout out as well. Like they're, yeah, they're not, they're like kind of dry. They're not as gross as you would expect them to be, but they look great. Yeah, they really look great. Yeah. But that's not my fashion icon of the year. I actually want to give my fashion icon award of the year to Sarah from the movie Piggy. Oh shit, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, again, I didn't love the movie, but I love her and her performance. And I also love that she wears these things throughout the movie that are just like, it's almost like challenging, Hmm. you know, in terms of body positivity. Like it's meant to kind of like challenge the viewer. But also she looks great in them. You know, she wears like a two-piece bikini at one point. I mean, you see in the poster, she's wearing like basically uh, like sleepwear drenched in blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I just love her fashion. I love how confident it is, despite her not being a confident character. Gotcha. Like the film is very confident in her fashion and and the way she looks on screen, which I I think is great. I gotta see it. I recommend watching it. Even though I didn't love the movie, she makes it worth it. Okay. Okay. So what about couple of the year? Oh, this one. Okay. This is, we didn't do this last year. We didn't. And I thought of it this year solely because I wanted to say my favorite couple is the couple from Speak No Evil. Oh, really? (laughs) Which ones? The monsters. Really? The evil ones? (laughs) Okay. I mean, there's just, and we'll get in this when we get to our favorite monsters, but there's a lot of like human monsters in 2022 horror. Yeah, a lot. And that couple, the Dutch family. Okay. Right? The Danish family are the hero couple, the protagonist couple. I don't know if I would call them heroes. Patrick and Karen. Patrick and Karen. Right? Because Bjorn and Louise are the the Danish couple. But they're... <laughs> They're just so fucking evil. Yeah, they really are. But they work really well together. Right? You know, they're evil together. They, they both want the same thing. Yep. I, do they love each other? <laughs> like, or Are they capable of love? They are psychopaths. I think they love each other. They might even be like, you know, like mythical creatures in some way, like changeling monsters or something. They're human monsters, but they don't feel human. Their evil is superhuman. So it's like, are they allowed to be in a loving relationship with each other? Is that valid? I don't know. I don't think we get to decide. They ask a lot of questions as a as an as a couple. Yeah, but that's that's for them to decide, and you can absolutely still have them be your favorite couple. <laughs> is is that wrong? If you haven't seen the movie, they do some really rotten things. And if you have seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Done. Okay, so my favorite couple is actually they appeared in two movies this year. Oh. It's Pearl and Howard. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Look, we know Pearl <laughs> strayed a little bit. Yeah. And she that was probably not the last time she strayed. Mm-hmm. But also, we know that she does really love Howard. We know that it wasn't the last time she strayed because we saw her try to stray <laughs> in X. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think straying is kind of what Pearl does. But she also really loves him yeah, and she yeah, relies yeah. on him and he is so devoted to her. He is, and it is sweet, and I don't love X, partly because I think it tries to have a laugh at their expense. Right. But I actually respect them as a couple. Yeah, me too. Me too. When they're fucking, I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Why does the movie want me to think this is gross? Right. Yeah. And honestly, when he comes home in Pearl to the fucking mess that Pearl's made, oh my God. the fact that, you know, decades later they're still together says so much about them as a couple. Very true. Yeah. Never going to give you up. Nope. I, I wanted to say Michael and Corey from Halloween Ends. <laughs> As, as, as my favorite couple, like they're not a couple, but they're my favorite couple. Yeah, I mean, they're almost a couple. Yeah, they're up there. And then, I mean, honestly, my favorite couple is Vanessa and Joseph Winter, real life couple that made the Helen Back segment in VHS 99 and Deadstream. Oh, yeah. But, okay, we're talking about the movie couples. Right. What about all of the couples in Terror Train? I mean, they all don't belong together. No, they're all cheating on each other. <laughs> yeah. It's the, They're like the Fleetwood Mac of slasher movies. I love it. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're kind of all my favorite couple then, because it's just a mess. I mean, they might come up in other categories, but not in the couple <laughs> category, for sure. I, I do want to give a shout out to the meet cute of Tess and Keith in Barbarian. If that had it ended the way it did, yeah. they might have had a shot. On my second watch of it, I have a little bit of a different read on them, and well, specifically on Keith, hmm. that we'll get into when we come up to another category. Oh, yeah, interesting. It, that whole thing with them is really cute, but I also like after the second viewing, and you've seen it twice now, right? Yes. After the second viewing, I my my view of them as like a cute couple has been soured a little bit. Okay. Well, um, I guess we'll get into we'll, it later. We'll get into it later. But I. But it is a good meet cute. I do agree. Okay. So those are the couples. Any other couples you want to shout out before we move on? I, I mean, I can tell you a couple I fucking hated. Oh, God. You're going to bring this up already? What? Christmas Bloody Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I wasn't even going to talk about that movie. But yeah, fuck that couple. Okay. Who? No, I was going to say uh, Smile, uh, the lead and the cop ex-boyfriend like they're like romantic rediscovery shit. I fucking hate it. Um, I hate that her partner in that movie is I don't the the idea to make him uh an asshole at all makes no sense to me. Right. It's just like you, you don't need to do that. You don't need to add drama to this already incredibly dramatic situation mm-hmm. and then give us the ex-boyfriend that she's still kind of into bullshit who's understanding of her and then on top of that make him a fucking cop. It's gross. Yeah. And I hate it. And it's not necessary. I would have liked that movie a lot more if whatever. Anyway. So that's your kill for couples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my not cute couple. I want to break them up. Fortunately, I don't have to because a smile demon does it for me. Yep, you're golden. All right, so we're moving into like heavy spoiler territory here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because yeah. we're going to start talking about... The hot or not alive's of the year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Our top drawers yeah. are. Oh gosh. Oh golly, this okay. is going to be so difficult. So first, who's your top drawer of the year? Okay, this was a very difficult decision to make. Of course, it was. It's your top drawer of the year. And for listeners that might not have listened to Hot or Not Alive, top drawer is the hottest victim of a movie. So the person has to die. Yeah. And that's what made it difficult because it disqualified who I want to say is maybe hands down my favorite character of the year. Or at least, you know what? It's again, it's tied. Who? Ivy Sparks from Out There Halloween Megatape. Oh, okay. And then Pearl from Pearl. Uh-huh. You know, um, and it's they're tied for my top drawer, but neither of them die. Right, so they can't be top drawer. Exactly. And they're not final girls, nope. so they can't be in my favorite final girl. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this is your just, like, side shout-out? So this would be my, like, 
hot and still alive top drawer. Okay. <laughs> would be, but also like, yeah, I want to marry both movies. But yeah, I really love the Ivy Sparks thing in Out There Halloween Megatape. For one, Melissa La Martina is terrific, mm-hmm. but also just like the character of Ivy Sparks being this Ricky Lake analog at the beginning and having her whole gimmick there. And then like you can see the like career regret and like bitterness in the character when she moves to the the paranormal show that she's co-hosting. Mm-hmm. It's just I love it. It's great. There's like an arc within an arc. And she's terrific, and she yeah she's the best. Uh, and then Pearl is I mean fucking Pearl, come yeah, it's, on, it's Pearl. But neither of them die, so so move on to the people that are actually eligible. And it was close between two, okay, because one of them I'm going to put in cold storage because I just I f- I feel like I'm mad at the movie for killing him when they killed him. But my top drawer of 2022 is going to go to Corey Cunningham from Halloween Ends. Okay. So my, my top... There's a long way around for that. I'm my, sorry. My top three yeah. are Pearl's cousin Mitzi. Oh my God. Because she is amazing. Yes. That scene where Pearl is like confessing everything and you just like, she doesn't say a fucking word. <sighs> yeah. And the thing is, is it never, it's never easy. The characters are never generalized. And Mitzi, it would be so easy for that character to be presented as like a bully or as like a shitty person. Or even just like a ditzy pretty the, girl. The ditzy pretty girl or the even the like best friend who has nothing much to offer besides being narratively the main character's best friend. Mm-hmm. There's so much more going on with her and there's their, their relationship is complex. Yeah. And it's just the scripting and the performances are so incredible. And yeah, God. Mitzi's great. She's, I didn't, she's got to be a top drawer too for me. Well, she's a top drawer. She, she's in my top three. She's yeah. just not the toppest okay. top drawer. All right. You're going to hate this choice. And actually Mitzi's above this person, but I, I had to put Robbie from Christmas Bloody Christmas. Oh, I get it. In there. Because I get he's it. so fucking hot. Yeah, I get it. And then my top drawer of the year, Corey, Corey Cunningham. Cunningham. Corey Cunningham. Yeah, top drawer 2022, Corey yep, Cunningham. Easy. Corey was right. The movie was wrong. <laughs> um, Corey was right. Love Corey forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was easy. Yeah. What about your closed casket of the year? Oh, God. This Now, this was actually probably more difficult. Really? Yeah. I have two. But I think the most difficult things for me this year were the Rick Award, my closed casket of the year, because there's definitely overlap there, mm-hmm. and then my the final girls, because there were so many great final girls this year. But I think my closed casket, God damn it, it was close between Annie Hardy and A.J. Gillibride from Barbarian. So I actually had meant to tell you ahead of time that I was going to bar Annie Hardy because from Because Deadstream technically is 2021? No, because she's just so fucking awful. <laughs> like, it's almost not fair. Yeah, that is true. Like, I don't have her on my Rick Awards or uh, Closed Caskets. And she doesn't die, so she can't be a Closed Casket. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, she doesn't die, so she's, she can't be a Closed Casket. But... Also, like, the real world element of it. Like, it just feels, like, so much that yeah. it's, it's, like, unfair. It's also hard to talk because it's, like, you're now we're talking about a real person, not a character, in a way. And so it's, like, right. we're just, like, oh, I hate this real person, which I hate a lot of real people. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it feels weird to kind of, like, focus it that way on this podcast, you know? Exactly. So. So Annie Hardy is disqualified from all awards and accolades. <laughs> As it should be. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So I guess my my closed casket then is AJ Gillibride from Barbarian. Yeah. So that was one of mine. 
Yeah. It was between him and the entire cast of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, my God. That dies, obviously. Yeah. I mean, they all are terrible, but I can only qualify the, ca- well, the people that die. That's funny because one of those people is my cold storage for the year. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll... But, yeah, we'll get to that. AJ Gillibride is mine, and I respect your Bodies, Bodies, Bodies decision for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those people are all fucking terrible. But, no, uh, I mean, Justin Long's character in Barbarian is the one I went with. Oh, really? Is yeah. we the same one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. God, Again, that's so weird. What is it with Justin Long playing complete pieces of shit right. in horror movies? Oh, my God, and he's so good at it. Yeah, almost like, is he just an actual piece of shit? <laughs> or is he just, I mean, working in that industry, you meet a lot of pieces of shit. So, right, so yeah. you would be very familiar with how to act, play that. And yeah. I think what makes him so despicable is how well he plays it and how well it's written for him to like think that he's a victim. He thinks that he's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he thinks that what he's done wrong isn't wrong. Right. And he draws a distinction and takes moral high ground against people that he feels, you know, like he looks when he's talking to Richard Brake's character, the daddy, you know, and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, I mean, you're also an assaulting piece of shit. I mean, sure. Richard Brake's character, especially when you look at the, titles written on those video cassettes is way fucking worse overtly but almost aj is like insidious because he has the nice guy thing you know Mm -hmm. he has the like there's nothing wrong with me i'm not one of these monsters he also has a lot more privilege and power yeah true very true like he and he's never going to be punished for it whereas richard brake's character might have been punished but yeah he's just he's such a piece of shit in so many ways one, he doesn't tell his parents he's coming to Michigan. When they call him, they're like, you should come visit. He's already there. Right. He's, what's up, F word, when his friend calls him. And then he goes out to the bar. He talks down to everyone. He talks down to his management team. He talks down to the producers. He talks down to his financial advisor. He talks down to that agent or whatever. You know, when, especially women, the one that represents his property, when he's like, talking to her like she's a fucking idiot it's so gross yeah he is so gross he says i'm a persistent dude to his friend when talking about the sexual assault he definitely committed also he throws that laptop and he throws tests (laughs) yeah you know right off yeah off of a fucking water tower yeah he he sucks he is definitely the closest well even when he's like i have to do the right thing here it's about his ego Mm -hmm. he's like i might be a bad person i might be a good person who's just done a bad thing like his whole process is about defending himself from acknowledging truth about himself and it's very narcissistic and he's a super hyper capitalist like he finds a torture dungeon what is clearly a torture dungeon he's like i want to measure the square footage to see if i can get away with including this in a listing right He's so gross. He's all about ownership. Oh, this is my property? Ugh, he's awful. He is the worst fucking, yeah, closed casket. Closed and locked. Yeah. Okay, and cold storages? You said you had a few? Greg from Bodies, 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 Lee Pace. Really? Cold storage? I would have put Alice in cold storage. Oh, really? But you know, I love Alice in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. She's the only character in that show, that movie I loved. She is great. And she's like a fun asshole. Yeah. She's like a Melissa in a way. But no. She's too dumb to be a Melissa. (laughs) She's (laughs) she's not manipulative enough to be a Melissa. She's mostly just following impulses, I feel like. I really want to listen to Alice's podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But Greg, to me, is the... I I think the difference between Greg and Alice for me is that Alice is already a top drawer. Mm, You know? Like, I already know her enough. Greg dies so early. 
And it's not even like, I feel like I do get to know him enough to put him in a top drawer. For one, it's Lee Pace. And he's, I'm sorry. He's, he's beautiful. He's a, he's a creature of beauty. Yes. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. And the character is so dumb, but also just like doesn't give a fuck what any of these people think. But it's also skeezy that he's there to begin with, you right. know? Like there's this weird like sleaze slash, I don't want to say sweet because he's not exactly sweet. But there is this thing where it's like he knows that these people are making fun of him. Mm-hmm. And it, I can't tell if it bothers him or not. I just want more of him in the movie, I think is what it is. Like when he dies, it feels really fucked up to me. I really want to know Alice and his backstory. <laughs> like how did this come to be? I want to be in a horror throuple with them. I'm Yeah, I I'm think in, is what I'm it is. I'm into that. Yeah. Okay. And my cold storage <laughs> of the year is the mom from the menu. The chef's mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm so fascinated by her, and I want to know everything about her. Yeah. very. I want a yeah. mom prequel. Yeah, I can see that. I also just had to add Diana Prince's character in Halloween Ends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah, she's a cold storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that segues nicely into our award for Rick of the Year. So to clarify what this is, Rick is... The worst. The worst. Rick is the worst. He's the fucking worst. Just the worst. So to qualify for the Rick Award, you have to be oppressively awful. But it also helps a lot to be a Rick if the movie wants you to like the person. Yeah. And this is where we come to my complications with the Rick Award. Because, yeah, there's a lot of movies, especially this year, I think, that like the movie knows that the guy sucks right and they want you to dislike them and so i mean we already disqualified annie hardy but she was a contender mm-hmm, of course except for the movie knows she sucks but doesn't seem to dislike her for it right so it's a weird middle ground what who's your sorry who's your rick award because mine's gonna get silly maybe really well i don't know about silly but mine's gonna get uh, there's gonna be a conversation to be had i think okay so i have two that I can't decide between, and their names actually rhyme. Uh-oh. It's Lori and Tori. <laughs> so it's Lori Strode from Halloween Ends, and it's yeah. Tori from Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, she is a Rick. Yeah. Tori is a Rick. She is... It's... Being around her sucks. Mm-hmm. But the movie wants us to find her cute. Yeah, and, the movie wants you to like her. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't hate her. I just don't want to spend much time with her. I kind of hate her. Yeah. Every time she opens her mouth to express an opinion. <laughs> it kind of sucks. Yeah. But then there's Lori. Oh, my God. Her word salad. Yeah. <laughs> she just spews the, shit. The Lori Strode word salad. I can't fucking deal with it. And you know what's funny is that I think I get the sense when I read the novelization for Halloween Ends, which I actually I highly recommend. I get the sense that the person who wrote the novel is not on Lori's side. Like there's like some definite there's some definitely judgmental ways of talking about Lori Strode in that book. But the movie is on Lori's side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's almost, you know, because the thing about the Rick Award, too, is you're like, well, he's not the hero of the movie, but he is a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Maybe a final girl can be a Rick, in I which think... case both of them are... See, I would just put them in Not My Final Girl. Like, if we do a Not My Final Girl, that's who... Well, spoilers. Yeah, I mean, we're going to. Yeah, we are going to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's not even a spoiler. Uh, yeah, we are going to do that. So I'm saving them for that. But Okay, all right. 
But yes, you're right. So I think I'm going to go with Lori only because it's it's higher profile. That's my Rick. Who's yours? That's fair. What's That's what's fair. this whole spiel you have? The movie knows that most of these guys suck, but there's one that it's, and this is, we already talked about this a little bit. There's one that it's a little up, open for interpretation. But I would give my Rick award to literally every man in Barbarian. Every male character in Barbarian is a Rick. Really? Well, the cops are fucking useless. Well, yeah. And they're not like overtly evil and they're not a problem, but they are useless. And I love that. I love that the movie knows that these, you know, like cops, even when they're not actively the antagonist, they're sure not fucking helping. So I get the cops. I get Justin get AJ Gillibrand. I don't get his Keith. What's your problem with Keith? Keith... He also kind of fucking sucks. Like, okay, he's cute, mm-hmm. and he's, like, kind of sensitive, and he's, you know, it is one of those, it's like a weird, mutated meet-cute where you're supposed to think he's a problem the entire time until the reveal is that he's not, right. and that he's actually a good guy. But he's also kind of sucks. Like, he's a little, like, when he does it, well, girls can do some ripping, too, you know? He's a little bit too eager to, like, tell her about how her boyfriend sucks, you know? He's a little too pushy about the wine. He's, I mean, he's not pushy, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, mm. it's like, stop and listen to what you're saying right now, dude. You're not coming across as super helpful. And whatever, all that aside, and I think that's open to interpretation, but the moment where she says, hey, there's a fucking torture room down there. We have to go. He's like, calm down. Mm, calm okay. down. I'm going to go check it out. Will you wait here for me while I check it out? And on the one hand, it's like, yeah, we know the cops are useless, so going to them is probably not going to be helpful right now. But like, she is fucking terrified, and he's like, let's go look in the room. <laughs> and he's the reason that she gets fucking captured, because she goes back to help him. I mean, everything you're describing to me about Keith, not the rest, is just like straight white male shit. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. But that's why I think the award just goes equally to every man is because (laughs) it's just like, you know, all straight white men are kind of like, even when they're good, they kind of suck. So all straight white men are Ricks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Rick is the, yeah, exactly. Every straight white man gets the Rick award. Yeah. I mean, that's not that far off. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's your Rick award is the men of Barbarian. The men of Barbarian. Okay. Even Keith, sorry to say. All right. That's controversial, but you know. Yeah. Straight white men, even when they're Keith, they got a little Rick in them. Every Keith has a little Rick. Every in Keith's him. got a little Rick. Okay. Next, let's go with favorite kill. Ooh. So I have a few. Yeah. But here's my thing is I feel like, okay, this is me being you. <laughs> that a, a few of mine are on everybody's lists. Yeah. Which makes me not want to make, make Fair. the right choice. Fair. Like the bedroom scene from Terrifier 2. Yeah. I was thinking about that. And I also have decided that like, Realistically, my favorite kill from 2022 is probably in Terrifier 2, but I have to watch it again before I would be able to like settle on one. Yeah. You know? But the bedroom scene is like, Jesus Christ, that's up there. <laughs> I mean, that is so fucked up. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And to the point that I actually had to like laugh yeah. to like release yeah. tension yeah, yeah, about yeah. it when yeah. he like prances in with the bleach and salt. <laughs> That deserves a shout out, but it's not yeah. my favorite kill of the year. I also considered briefly Michael Myers with the DJ in Halloween Ends, and then rewatched that and was like, you know what? 
I don't really want to have another because ho- Halloween Kills made it last year. I don't want another one of these Halloween movies to make a list. You yeah, know, it's still a great kill. It is still great, but also I decided that like my favorite thing about it is the tongue cutting at the end of it. Right. Because the head bashing is just like it's Michael Myers bashing somebody's head again. We've seen this seventy two times in the last three movies alone. I, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but so yeah, I got a little Andy about it too. Except it's Corey. Well, yeah, and that, you know what? That actually makes me, that is, disqualifies it too for me. Really? Because it's the kind of thing Michael would do, that yeah. like cutting like cutting the tongue off thing. It doesn't make sense for it to be a Corey kill to me in that way. So yeah, I, I agree. It was on my short list, but I'm, it's not my favorite kill of the year. Mm-hmm. I would also add as on my short list, but not my favorite, Henry the Stoner in Yule Log. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, like, I just think it's such a genius kill. Yeah, it, that was on my list too. I, again, Yule Log was on my list, but it was like, again, which one do I go with? Right. There's some great I mean, kills yeah, in the there. Alien kill. The Alien the kill is oh, fucking insane. So good. Yeah. But I just love the existential yeah. element to well, the Well, yeah, the, the, t- the time travel bit to it is mm-hmm. just so. And that guy who plays genius. the devil basically <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. fire is, yeah. is so great. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. But my actual kill of the year goes to Nope. It's the stadium. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Oh, so good. And especially because you hear the screams of the people being digested that entire day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you, when, when Jean Jacket comes back later, you can still hear their screams. Yeah. That is a slow kill of a lot of people, including children, which I always respect when a film is willing to kill kids. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also too, it's, it's taken Steven Ewan's character and the poor woman who had her face all her, fucked who up. Who had by, her face uh, mauled by a by a Gordy. Gordy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cruel in a number of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Nope was another one that was on my short list. And another one I want to mention is this movie called The Beast. It's a Spanish movie about a French immigrant, and it's not a horror movie. It's it's a thriller kind of, but it it's more about interpersonal relationships and community and all this it's two and a half hours long and it's like don't go into it expecting a thriller thriller it's more of a drama that follows the subjects that would more traditionally be in a thriller narrative but there's a kill in that that reminds me of the kill in stranger by the lake okay uh but in this case it's it's not a drowning it's like a strangulation and it, it instead of it being at a great distance like in stranger by the lake it pushes in on the character's mouth as he stops breathing. And it's it, it's interesting because it's like just a position, but it gives you the same feeling of, yeah, it's unsettling. It's a it's a death that were of a character that, in this case, you're more invested than in the character in Stranger by the Lake, but it's the same amount of like a punch in your gut mm-hmm. where you feel a loss watching it. Like you're, this is a kill that makes you f- grieve as you're watching it happen. And it's challenging. And I really love that about it because it's the exact opposite of the sentiment that drives one to make a favorite kill list because it's the kind of death that reminds you that like, oh no, life is important. It's all we have. And this is actually people dying. Yeah, and death is fucked up and it's heartbreaking. But also, I should say that The Beasts has another one of my contenders for favorite couple is this married couple in the movie there are these french people living in spain and it's just great and it's a great movie not really horror horror but anyway okay that's not my favorite what is your favorite <laughs> my favorite 
is uh, sorry haters texas chainsaw massacre the bus no I, you know the bus is up there i love almost every kill in that movie they're all I think great is great yeah but my favorite is the very first one because it's the moment when we were first watching that movie where we were like oh shit if this is what we're doing i'm gonna enjoy this and it's the the arm bones in the neck Oh, first of all, yeah. the character is a cop. It's the first kill of the movie. Already two great things. But Leatherface snapping his arm and exposing the arm bones and then jabbing them in his own neck repeatedly. Oh, beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. God, that scene is so great. Yeah. The bus is up there, though. As is the the, the guy getting his neck against the glass and then hammer in the face. Mm-hmm. As yeah, is, the kills in that movie are pretty good. So oh my god, uh, what's her face getting her head cut off at the very end? Yes, love that. Yeah, yeah. God, what yeah. if you like slasher movies because you like slasher movie gore? Texas Chainsaw Massacre's got a lot of great little moments of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's the kill that really turned me around on that movie. Watching it the first time, you know, I wasn't against it going in. I was. I mean, I kind of was, but it was slowly softening me up a little bit and like then making weird choices. And But then that kill happens and you're like, okay, the ride has started and I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Sorry, haters. <laughs> good kill. Good kill. That leads us into our next category. Oh, yeah. Monster of the year. Ooh. This one is tough. It is. And I propose we separate. Oh, ooh, okay. A little bit. We should do a favorite human monster. And a favorite non-human monster. Okay, define human. Well, a mortal person. Define mortal. <laughs> okay. I'm looking yeah, at my list yeah. and they all... Yeah, is Leatherface a person? Yeah. Does he count? What about Art, the clown? I would say Art do- is not human. Okay, what about... He, that dude, like, this stuff happens into him in that movie that's just like, well, you can't just put your fucking brain back in your head. <laughs> that's not how that works. What about the basement lady in Barbarian? Yes. Human? Oh, but she's feral. Yeah. Non-favorite, non-feral <laughs> human. Even then, it's subjective. Right. Because I, I mean, honestly, my favorite monster of 2022 was Colonel Parker in Elvis. I didn't see <laughs> Should it. we do a favorite non-horror monster? Holy shit, that guy's a monster. Mm. And Tom Hanks with the makeup, he's super monstrous. But I get it. It doesn't count. No. Okay, so how about you tell me your two monsters? Okay, well, my favorite human monster is Tim Roth as David in Resurrection. Oh, God, he's Jesus. so evil. Yeah. I don't even really like that movie. Mm-mm. But good Lord, that character, that performance, the dialogue he says, the, 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 the really narrow lane he rides... Of like completely insane yet totally grounded. Yeah. And all of the gaslighting. Oh my God. It's like an art. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. He is evil. Yeah. This is a year that had a lot of really great monsters and memorable like human, mortal, non-supernatural monsters that like almost felt supernatural. Like the couple in Speak No Evil... Uh, Linus Roach's character in the, the apology, apology. Yeah. but really Tim David in the re- in Resurrection, it's just like good lord, like the fact that he he's when he when she fights back against him and he's like, what are you, you're being unreasonable here, like I can't fathom this. What are you doing? You know, right? But like the weird like appropriation he does of pregnant woman behavior to like hammer home the fact that he ate their child. <laughs> Where he's like, do you want to feel him? Like, it's right. it's so disturbing. 
and awful. It is. Okay, and what about your non-human monster? Corner Man from Deadstream. Okay, I thought you might pick Corner Man. I love Corner Man. I'm a Corner Man stan. I'm a Corner stan. Love him. Mm-hmm. So creepy, so simple. Just I want more of him, you know? I just want more Corner Man in the world. I mean, yeah, I would more cold storage corner man yeah like i just feel like i didn't get enough of him and yeah, maybe that that's scene. why i love him so much probably yeah. i just want more of him and this there's a lot of great monsters predator from prey mm-hmm. fucking great art the clown of course of course art the clown the basement lady yeah, the, yeah, the baby the baby mama from barbarian <laughs> basement <Yeah>. baby mama because <laughs> she's a baby but she's a mama i mean i thought jean jacket from nope santa from christmas bloody christmas mildred pratt also from deadstream yeah you know, a lot of a lot of great monsters a lot yeah. of great villains but my personal choice i'm actually going with a, a quad oh golly the monsters from yule log oh so you have the the log <laughs> i mean look the log is great <laughs> the log is the sentient drone log the first log kill yeah so good yeah you're like what the fuck and then there's the you know the devil in the fire yeah and then there's the mom and and uh pleather face <laughs> and then there's the alien yeah i mean i can't choose one so i'm choosing them all that's fair and i feel like that's kind of the point of the movie i mean look if we're honest my favorite monster of 2022 it's a tie between the the two aliens in cabin of curiosities it's the the, mm. the creature from the viewing and the uh the creature, the creature from, from the autopsy, the autopsy. yeah but yeah that's tv some doesn't count the I creature mean, from the autopsy, holy shit. Again, evil. Just the right. evil of it. The fact that like pain is part of its nutrition plan. Yeah, it, its whole speech explaining who it is God, is the, so disturbing. Yeah, that part where it's like, I will have multiple orgasms with your genitalia while so-and-so dies or something. And it's mm-hmm. like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it is evil. Yeah. Okay, so now we come to our final categories. Uh-oh. Yeah. Does Pearl count as a monster? No. She's monstrous feminine. Like Carrie, I don't think. No, I can't. Uh, look, she's already. She's, she's my hotter, my hot and still alive. Yeah, and she's 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 part of my couple of the year. Yeah, I think Pearl gets enough accolades. Fair. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna end on final girl of the year. But before we do final girl of the year, I want to know who are your not my final girls of the year slash semi final girls of the year. And before we get into it. I would like to propose a Lifetime Achievement Award so that we don't have to deal with this again. <laughs> uh, I would like to propose that uh, Sydney Prescott, a.k.a. Nev Campbell, is the ultimate not-my-final-girl <laughs> Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award. Yeah, yeah, she really is, because that's what I was going to say. It's, well, it's Lori and Sydney Prescott. Mm-hmm. That's my, Those are my not-my-final-girls of the year. Yeah, I mean, I wrote down Scream, and then I was like, well, this just doesn't even seem fair at this point. Because the other thing, too, is I want to give semi-final girl awards to both Sam Carpenter and Allison from Halloween Ends, because they were both, I think, what we should have been focusing on as final girls. And I guess Sam Carpenter did get a lot of that focus in Scream, she did, yeah. But then but Sydney they, came along and kind of took the spotlight. Yeah, and it kind of did Sam dirty a little bit. Like, I, I wish the, like, stuff with her and the ghost of Billy had been handled better, you know? Like, I just didn't like the all the mirror stuff. I think that there's a way to make that more interesting. And we discussed it in the Scream episode. Right. And again, Allison in Halloween Ends, just completely fucking sidelined. Well, Like, and- they just don't do... they. <laughs> She She's the most get blah to, character. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. And you just want... My biggest problem with that... I can't say my biggest problem, because that will be here all day. 
trying to parse that out. Right. But one of my major problems with that entire trilogy is that it doesn't know what to do with Allison. And you want her to, like, rise to the occasion. You want her to be the final girl. But you just don't ever get that from her. They don't know how to make that happen. So they're, like, semi-final girls to me in yeah. movies that have the two not-my-final-girls of 2022 for me. But yes, okay. Okay, so... Lifetime, not-my-final-girl goes to Sydney Prescott. What if she's the killer in Scream 6? God, that would be the How much best. respect would you have for that? Yeah. Uh, that would honestly make up for, for all of her shittiness. Yeah, it would make up for for the last Scream movie. I would take away yeah. this Lifetime Achievement Award. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, she'd suddenly be given the Lifetime Achievement Award for Best Ghostface. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're not my final girl is Lori. Yeah. Okay. Are there any others that you want to shout out? Uh, I don't know because I have some controversial picks. I think for my favorite final girls of the year. Okay. And also the idea of what a final girl is is being deconstructed more. I think. And yeah, I don't know. I don't have any other not my final girls necessarily because the movies that I would have to talk about for them is just like, eh, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, that's part of the problem is like, yeah. you know, like I, I really want Bodies, wanted... bodies, bodies, for sure, not my final girl, but I don't care. That's not even really a final girl mm-hmm. in that movie. And I wrote down Alice as, a, as my semi-final girl. Oh, there you go. You know? Yeah. I also, same with Christmas, Bloody Christmas, I would ra- way rather have had Robbie than Tori. But also, it's Christmas, bloody Christmas, who cares? Yeah. Well, yeah, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, um, the blonde girl who dies first of the friends. I can't mm-hmm. remember her name. But there you go, right there. It's like, I would like for, to have had more of her because she's calls on the radio and she tries to play dead. So she has, like, a whole semifinal girl thing going on. Right. But whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know? I will also add from X, Lorraine, Jenna Ortega's character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She kind of gets in X and... Uh, Scream? Scream. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> well, how did I forget the title? In X and Scream, she gets kind of, like, done dirty. Yeah, but especially X. Because yeah. she does have... I mean, she has a lot of final girl moments and also just interesting character developments. Like, she has a whole arc. Honestly, a bigger arc than Maxine does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think I was really bothered by that sudden shittiness at the end. Yeah, yeah, because you don't need that. Right. Yeah, you just don't need that, and it would work more, it would be more dramatic if you didn't do that. Right. I always hate it when you take a likable character and you make us hate them right before killing them. It's like, yeah. you, fuck you. Yeah. So that's my semi-final girl. Uh, fair. Okay, so who are your final girls of the year? Okay, so there's a lot of them. I have a lot of favorite final girls from this year. Okay. Uh, one of them, you know what? I'm going to get this out of the way. She's not a favorite, but like Micah Monroe, every year she's in, she plays like a final girl or a protagonist heroine in two different horror movies. We should recognize Micah Monroe. Yeah, because absolutely. In, I think right, it follows in The Guest were the same year, they weren't were. they? Yeah. And this year we had Watcher and Significant Other, and she's, I like... Ruth in Significant Other, I think, better than Julia in Watcher. Agreed. And I don't really know why that is. I can't. I don't think I can articulate why. I, maybe it's just I think Significant Other is a more interesting movie. So I just think that Ruth does a lot more. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Watcher is almost like watching Scarlett Johansson in Lost in Translation, where she's just kind of like going through these motions and being freaked out, and then at the end does something. Right. And I get that's the point of the movie. Again, I, my issue with Watcher is it just feels like there should have been a little more to it. Yeah. But whatever. 
Uh, it's still good and she's great in it. But yeah, Ruth, I just, Ruth and Significant Other, you're right. She does more. And there's that whole misdirect thing. And it's just great. God, it's so good. It's so good. So, okay, Micah Monroe, just shout yeah, out. Yeah, just shout out to Micah Monroe for just again, once again, playing two great characters that are leads in two great movies. Okay. And then obviously, you want to recognize. Sienna in Terrifier 2. Absolutely. She's she's in my top three. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, I think my top three is Sienna in Terrifier 2 mm-hmm. and then Leela in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Elsie Fisher. Of the uh-huh. two horror movies Elsie Fisher was in in 2022. What was the other one? My Best Friend's Exorcism. Oh, well, I don't uh, count that. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I think she's just great in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. But my favorite, and this might be open for debate. Because it's not typical Final Girl stuff, but Naru in uh, That's mine. Prey, uh, yeah. Amber Mid-Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. So my top three are Sienna from Terrifier 2, yeah. Tess from Barbarian. Oh, Tess. Yes, absolutely, Tess. And then my top is Naru from yeah. Prey. Yeah. I mean, if she doesn't qualify as a Final Girl because she is a specialist you know, or hero the same way that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in Predator because she does have these skills, but... We are supposed to relate to her as a person. We are supposed to see f- faults in her, or or not necessarily faults, but like you know, she has things she has to overcome. Right. Yeah. It, you know, and she does. So there is that bit of the final girl arc to her. And she's amazing. She's so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think before we wrap up, the last thing is to look at the year ahead. Mm-hmm. And what are you looking forward to? In 2023. So Megan, I think as of the time this comes out, we will have seen it. But as of this recording, we but have as not. of this recording, we have not. Mm-hmm. I know other people have. Bully for you. But that I've been telling everybody that was like my most anticipated movie of the year. Really, which is crazy because of some of the other stuff that's coming out. There's a lot of good. stuff. You yeah. know what's funny is my two most anticipated this year were my two most anticipated last year, and they didn't come out. <laughs> they didn't come out. Yeah, and it's, it's Dark Harvest and Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Evil Dead Rise looks great. That's up there for me. I think it looks like it has all the energy of the remake that is great. Uh, if, if it even is a remake. Mm-hmm. if I don't know how to categorize it, but that's how we categorize it is the remake. But it, it looks like it has that same energy, but it also, like I think from the trailer, there's a lot they're not showing us. I hope so. And I just think it, yeah, I'm really excited for it. And Dark Harvest, who knows? <laughs> who yeah, knows if that's going to come out? Got, it, yeah. it just got lost in yeah. the mix. I can't find anything about yeah. Why it got delayed. There's like no updates on it anywhere. Right. But I mean, speaking of movies that have been lost for a while, fucking Demeter is coming out finally. The this last year. voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. And that's a project. I remember at one point Christian Bale was involved, mm. I think. And that was like in, that was probably almost 20 years ago that I remember the first time hearing about this movie was going to happen. And it's gone through, and now we're finally going to get it. So I'm excited for that because I'm, excited, I'm a yeah. Dracula nerd. That's It's on my list, as um, is Saw 10. Saw X? Saw X. Socks? <laughs> I hope it's in space. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, any t- look, anytime a franchise can get to a 10th installment without like a major you know, reboot or overhaul, it's a special thing. It's a special magical thing, and it's rare. And so I'm just happy to see Saw finally get to that magic number. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. They have yet to make a Saw movie, aside from the first one, that I don't at least like. <laughs> yeah, they are all entertaining. There's also VHS 85. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I'm really stoked for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Winnie the Pooh. 
blood, blood and, and honey. honey. Oh my god. Yep. There's Infinity Pool. Yes. Really excited for Infinity Pool. Mm-hmm. And Cocaine Bear. Yeah, sure. Cocaine Bear. Why not? I mean, it's. I'm excited. I'm it's gonna see Cocaine it. Bear. Yeah. I I wouldn't put it on the same level as Evil Dead Rise for me. Well, though. no. Nobody will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, I, despite the fact that I shouldn't be, I am excited for Scream 6. Yeah, that last trailer, the teaser, Man. I saw that teaser and I was like, don't care. Do not care. The new trailer got me interested. Mm-hmm. It got me excited. So there we go. I might be disappointed by another Scream movie. Yep. Maxine, if it actually comes out. Yeah, I don't we know. We don't know. It. It's in production but I don't, there's no word on when uh, the release might be. So right. if that comes out in 2023, that's on the list. Of course. But we'll see. It's sort of in the Dark Harvest limbo. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm not excited for. What? Bo is Afraid. Did you watch the trailer? No, and I'm not going to. I don't give a shit. Yeah, ugh, no. I don't imagine a world where I would see another Ari Aster movie at this point. Yeah, I I need to know the runtime of <laughs> Bo is Afraid before I say yeah. for sure. But I'm going to guess it's over two hours, and that right there is going to make me It's going to be it. insufferable. Mm-hmm. So I'm not interested. I don't give a fuck. And hopefully that's a trend. I hope that everyone is over the Ari Aster hype, because I would love to see that movie not get... Oh my God, what if he wins an Academy Award? Stop it. Don't. Don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm excited for Skinnamarink. You've already seen it. Yeah, I... <sighs> I just am excited to see something different. It's that. Like, whether I whether I hate it or not, I'm just, I'm just like, it looks unlike anything I've seen. So I'm already like, hey, there's that. Yeah, you know? I mean, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, at a later episode, but I did not like it. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say. I don't either. Weird. I want to see Terrifier 3. Are they working on it? They're doing it. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Is that coming out next year? Probably not. Fuck. I want to see I want to see it next year. I know. I want a 3-hour Terrifier yeah. 3. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm like I'll never see another Ari Aster movie unless it's 90 minutes. But like Terrifier, keep them coming, get them longer. I want a 6-hour <laughs> fucking Terrifier movie. I want a Terrifier movie that feels like it was directed by Bela Tarr. Even if it's in Hungarian. That's that's I want a Terrifier <laughs> 4 in Hungarian. There you go. All right, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. But Ari Aster contain yourself. No, Ari Aster should be making 20-minute shorts. Speaking of part three, Chucky got renewed. So that's something else we get to oh, look forward to. Oh, that's something to look forward to for sure. Yeah. I can't wait. We get a season three of Chucky. I'm excited. And Don Mancini, I guess, teased this week that we might see the return of more legacy characters. And it's like, who's left? Who's left? John Waters? <laughs> <laughs> that's about the only one. Or what's his face from Chucky 3 or Child's Play 3? Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, kid. Yeah. The other kid. Yeah, that'd be great if he comes back. I think he's the only one left. Or the mom. Oh my God. That would be amazing if she came back. Yeah. Or what about uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza? What if we had like a Chucky remake Chucky crossover? Meta- Chucky Metaverse? Don Mancini Chucky would multiverse? do that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He would find a way. Yeah. That's the other thing I love about Chucky is that they're finding a way to work this all in. Right. <laughs> I, I love that Don Mancini looked at all this legacy bullshit, this retconning, and was like, no, fuck that. This all happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> the all way counts. to do it. It's like Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I love the show Cobra Kai because they're doing the same thing. Fuck it. Embrace it all. Yeah. Right? That's what you should do. It's yeah. the way to go. Embrace, don't erase. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that concludes our 2022 wrap up. Yeah. There's still a lot of stuff we haven't seen. 
But whatever, who cares? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Now we can get back to our regularly scheduled Look Good for the Boys programming. <laughs> yeah, what even is it? <laughs> well, next is going to be couples counseling. Oh, that's right. We're, we're, at cup, we're at that point in the year. Yep, we're at couples counseling point. Or divorce court, we don't know yet. Yeah, something. Something. Something in February, who knows? All right. So we'll see you in a couple weeks. And until then, bye. Good luck. TTF. And...